Welcome Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk food addiction, the art of compassion, and how your mental health affects your physical health with psychologist Dr. Sharon Burnett. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, Fit Club. I am feeling happy today at Fit Club. Thanks for watching. It's going to be great. All right. I'm I'm your host, Fallon Mercedes. You guys can find me online at fitwithfallon.com. Here with my co-host, where can they find you? Shaka Smith. You can find me at Shaka Strong on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And our lovely guest today is Dr. Sharon Burnett. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Thank you. She is. What would you say you're licensed psychologist? Um, I'm a licensed you're psychotherapist. 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 Yeah, so we're gonna, term for that. We're going to go deep today. Yes. She's also um, the director and owner of West owner. Valley Counseling Center. And I love everything that we're going to dive into today because on many of our Fit Club shows, we will touch upon how obesity, you know, it's an emotional component. Yeah. There, there's a big emotional component to it. And even what I went through on Fit to Fat to Fit gaining the weight. I tell you, I was all over the weight, uh, all over the place and weight and losing <laughs> right. the weight as well. So um, we're going to dive into more of that as well. But let's start off with some of our topics that we have. The first one kind of goes along with the song in the background. Um, if you want to be in if you want to be happy and successful, you should try compassion. Um, so out there right now, a lot of people are going through compassion training. Um, a lot of mil- people in the military, um, even professional sports teams such as the Cubs. The Cubs actually lost for many, many years yeah. and, you know, won the World <laughs> Series. And, you know, they think it might be because of all their compassion training. <laughs> what do you think of that? Okay, well, that's a good question to start with. Um, I'm going to start with a little compassion for myself because I'm like, totally out of my comfort zone here with all the, the mic and the hookup. You look like a natural. Yeah. I don't even know who I'm talking to. I'm like, yeah, I got a camera here. So having a little compassion for myself is a good start. Um, it, it's interesting what they're doing with the pop psychology of compassion and the compassion training and the self-care. There's a lot of you know buzzwords out here. I love it because it's bringing to awareness, but to really know what that means. So starting with the topic of compassion, um, I actually think it comes from um, age-long Buddhist perspective of, of having that sense of compassion and what that is. Seriously, for me and for um, people I work with that I teach, is starting with compassion for self. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, no joke, I have to sit here and settle and make sure that I'm good. And, you know, then I check out and make sure you guys are good. And so I can extend that, that care to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure why people win doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but seriously, what it does is it makes us feel a little bit more real and connected. So mm-hmm. I can feel my own like slight anxiety level come down as I feel okay. I- I'm good. I got Fallon mm-hmm. here. I got you here. I'm feeling yeah. like connected. We're all we like you know we got a team, um, and it does bring us together. We're you yeah. know we're not doing it alone. So that compassion starting here. And extending out for connection is mm-hmm. what's important. And am I talking too much right no, now? No, no, you're okay, good. Yeah. Okay, just checking. My What's compassion just went away from myself. <laughs> <laughs> the critic comes in. No, no, not no, doing no you're it doing right. great. Okay. But what's the difference between compassion and <clears throat> empathy? Because I, I hear that being thrown around all the time. Um, but is there a real difference between the two? It, not between, compa- you know, compassion and empathy. I 
you know, not getting into semantics, but yeah. I think it's the same thing. And, okay. you know, to have empathy, um, I feel my pain, and therefore I can recognize yours yeah. or my joy, and I can recognize yours. And, yeah. you know, we tune off. I, I watched um, this guy, Shaka. Shaka. Mm-hmm. Shaka, thank you. Um, he's like happy, so I can right. like, attune to him and mm-hmm. get happy. So that's a form of empathy. What I think is the opposite is sympathy. Mm. So sympathy is that kind of pity thing where I can feel, ah, oh, poor guy, he does not know what he's doing there. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm over here, I'm not connected. So the sympathy and compassion, and empathy are, are opposites in some way, Got or it. at least different concepts. Yeah. I think a lot yeah. of people are kind of uh, turning to this compassionate training. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because uh, polls show uh, Americans um, are getting less compassionate. Mm-hmm. as the years go by. So mm-hmm. compared to 2009 to our present state, we are less compassionate. Well, you see the what division do you think in, that is? You see the division yeah. in our country. The politics alone mm-hmm. shows you that we're, we've become a less compassionate mm-hmm. country. Oh, far more so. I said, and, and we can get into politics. That would be a whole other show. But <laughs> we're losing our compassion because it's getting replaced by um, fear, which yeah. is a survival instinct. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we're, we're all very afraid right now. And, you know, when we're afraid, when I'm afraid, I'm not really caring about what you feel. I just want to get out of here alive. Yeah. You know, I don't even care what I feel. So I think that's more what's happening on a national, global level or uh, smaller levels that we're we're so afraid mm-hmm. that it's replacing compassion. Yeah, that makes yeah. so much mm-hmm. sense. Now, this is just my thought. Um, I notice in the school systems, you grow up and you get taught a lot of things, but there's no focus on emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. So do you think this type of training, you know, to some degree is effective and what we need um, in our present state? Do you feel like, I mean, you're a therapist. I'm yeah. pretty sure you get a lot of people We, we who talk come about feelings sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. probably are not even in tune with their own feelings. So do you think this is necessary for the public? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, you know, keep it in line with what your program here is in terms of, of happiness and growth. Yeah, we have to be able to recognize our feelings. Um, let me think for a second. Be able to have a language for them. Mm-hmm. It's really important just naming them, um, differentiating our feelings instead of like, oh, God, you know, I don't I don't feel so good here. Well, what is it, what is it I'm feeling right now? I'm maybe a little curious about what I'm feeling, a little compassion. Well, I'm feeling just like scared chillless because I have these cameras going on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, I'm getting off track. So being able to recognize our basic emotions. Uh, one of my uh, dear, dear teachers years ago, Elizabeth uh, Kubler-Ross, um, talked about feelings and, and emotions. Of course, she's a psychiatrist. She talks about feelings. But she talked about you know, our, our, what she called God-given, feel, God-given feelings. And I'll just talk name the more natural feelings that we're born with and we're born with fear mm-hmm. you know fear of uh, loud noises fear of falling we're born with anger that's kind of a protest oh I don't like this that's a mm-hmm. saying no um, we're born with um, love and joy that's our ability to kind of connect we're born with grief which is you know grieving over something that's important to us to remind us of connections and another emotion is kind of like a, a jealousy a healthy jealous, like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I want to look like you. <laughs> but you I, I'm I, jealous you know, of want, those muscles, I want, too. I want those muscles, <laughs> you know. Um, and that's our motivator. So if we if we distort those feelings or we don't recognize them, they get in all one big ball, they end up all fear, mm-hmm. or they end up all like, I can never be as good as either one of you. Um, 
we get a lot of distortions, a lot of off track if we're not familiar with emotions. Mm So part of my work as a therapist and part of my work as a human being is learning to, instead of being afraid of the feelings, learning to go, oh, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm having a feeling about this. And what is this? And what is this for? And what do I do with it? Yeah. And I think it's important, like you said, to get it in school because we, we mm-hmm. do know a lot of our body issues are born when we're mm-hmm. young. You know, they, they mm-hmm. all these issues start very early in childhood. If you can cope with them then in a healthy way, maybe you don't turn to foods later on in life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100% right yeah. on. Yeah, and that being able to tolerate the feelings, be able to have a feeling you know, and express it because that's what we do with feelings. We, we yell, we cringe, we have emotional response and then have that feeling and that response be met by attunement empathy and compassion from our parents and then we learn oh it's okay to have these feelings I don't, I don't have to hide them mm-hmm. you know I don't have to eat them away I don't have to later turn to other addictions so yeah. it, it gives us that resilience it's, I, I can handle whatever's going on yeah. And I find it interesting in the study that they really targeted all the compassionate training that they're giving to the military Mm -hmm. and to sports players. And I feel like those two professions or what they do, they're taught to be tough, Mm -hmm. to shove away their feelings, to not probably cry or show emotion. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important that, you know... Maybe it's a little poppy the way they're naming it, but no, I think, but I think it's tremendous value to it. Yeah, I really yeah. do. I, yeah, I definitely yeah. agree and, with that. And not even taught that way. I think sometimes you do that as a survival mode of compartmentalizing certain mm-hmm. things, especially mm-hmm. in the military where you kind of really try to separate yourself from what's happening. So I think we do that in a survival instinct, but not knowing mm-hmm. how to actually deal with it in a healthy manner. Yeah, absolutely. And I said that kind of brings me to what we were talking about earlier: is is the impact of trauma. Yeah whether it's with people returning from military or first responders in any field or children who are uh, victims of childhood trauma, is that they're so overwhelmed by feelings, not just like, ah, I'm really annoyed I didn't get a parking place kind of feel, or, oh, yeah. God, that was a scary noise, but really intense flooding of feelings from very real trauma. Yeah. And if there isn't some outlet for that, some way to process those feelings, make sense of them, move through them, mm-hmm. there's no resilience. Yeah. And so we either die you know, from addiction, self-injury, afflictions, or, you know, we shut down and disappear, or we take the trauma out on somebody else. So Mm -hmm. that addressing feelings, particularly when there's trauma in the background, is critical. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. one of those addictions could be even food addiction. Um, And when I was doing a little research on this topic, the thought crossed my mind, and I do work in the health and fitness profession, but, you know, sometimes I even think, is there really such a thing as food addiction? Um, I know there's compulsive overeating. Mm-hmm. I know there's, you know, bulimia, anorexia, but is there such a thing as food addiction? Eh, you know, it's it's controversial even in, in our field whether um, food abuse or misuse um, eating disorders belong in the addiction field. Um, I don't think they do. I mean, they certainly don't on a chemical basis. We're not altering our brain with alcohol as we do with alcohol mm-hmm. and drugs. So it doesn't always fit into the addiction model really well, mm-hmm. it, more into a compulsive or misuse. Uh, but okay. at the same time, food soothes us. Yeah, it doesn't like, know, like it, lights up our pleasure centers in the brain. Right. It doesn't. Yeah. It does give some dopamine. I'm yeah. really happy when I eat chocolate cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get really I happy get when really I eat happy. chocolate you cake. You know, just ask my staff. They hide little pieces <laughs> of chocolate around if I'm crabby. It works every time. You some chocolate. And I don't know if it's a quite. But like it's an, not an addiction. Yeah. I don't know if it's an addiction, but with like high fructose corn syrup. 
we know it makes you crave more sugar. Um, and so the more you have it, the more you crave more yeah, sugar. Yeah, there, there's certainly some yeah. craving there. But, it, you know, food and our use of food is much more complex yeah. uh, because it's, it's nurturing. You know, you go yeah. to somebody's house, here, have a, have, you know, you yeah. go to your grandma's house, here, yeah. have some food. Did you eat it? Have some more food. Yeah. Here, have some food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, did Definitely. You eat? Did you eat? Yeah. And I so, find myself yeah. doing that to even people who come to my place. You want to me popcorn when I walk Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> here, want some popcorn? Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's a health and fitness show. Here, yeah, have some popcorn. I took water instead um, <laughs> but yeah so but coming back to how we use food um, to cope with trauma to cope with uncomfortable mm-hmm. feelings we do we eat and our brain our, we have a little tiny brain in our stomach mm-hmm. there is proof of that there's a lot of nerves there and we get very anxious we feel most uncomfortable feelings or mm-hmm. fun in feelings stomach, in our yeah. stomach so eating is a natural response it soothes literally you know physically in our body it's going to soothe us you know the alcohol coke pot all of that changes our brain but i think food changes our stomach Ooh, i didn't think Ooh. of it that way yeah oh god i feel better okay I'm, I'm okay i'm grounded i have some food in me and then you know we learn well if i have a little bit more then i'm not going to feel so lonely and if i have a extra you know piece of that bread and butter i'm going to feel really good and i'm going to feel kind of numb and i'm not going to feel anxious anymore mm-hmm. and here's a big piece of cake for that man I really hated. He just broke up with me last week. I mean, we can, you know, so th- you can see how that use of food is going to cover yeah. up the feelings, but, so in that sense, it fits addiction model. Mm-hmm. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah. that definitely yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I'm hungry now. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> and then yeah. even in the opposite, um, I talked to you th- about this, um, my client who I had on the TV show, mm-hmm. um, he was the only client on the show who, was starting to see success, losing weight, and then he quit. Mm -hmm. And what I felt was that he didn't know how to deal with all the emotions that were coming up, the different Mm -hmm. things that he had been through, and he couldn't run to food to cope anymore because I had taken that out of the equation. And, it, you know, for so many years he was addicted to food. I mean, he was almost 500 pounds. Um, so I think he got more afraid as the weight started coming off and he didn't know how to deal. And I've even seen the opposite, even with myself, you know, I had went through a breakup and, um, I started hitting the gym hard Mm -hmm. and I was doing good for a couple months. And as I was losing more weight, more weight, I started having these feelings and I was dreaming Mm -hmm. and I'm like, why am I going through this? Why am I even thinking about him? I'm happy right now. I'm so, I look good. I feel good. I'm, but I feel like I didn't deal with, um, you know, the, I guess the process of grieving, you know, to some extent, but it's just, maybe you can elaborate how the losing weight and the gaining weight both, um, it disrupts it well disrupts disrupts our metabolism on a lot of levels but too as we talk about that too is all of a sudden i'm not feeding these emotions mm-hmm. and so i don't know what to do with them i'm not i'm not feeding them nor am i starving them that's mm-hmm. the you know anorexic end of that so i'm not feeding my emotions so what do i do with this usually what i do with this is i eat yeah. i'm not eating so of course feelings are going to come up mm-hmm. that's natural and even i find with some people even happy feelings are hard to deal with god i'm so happy oh my god what's wrong 
you know, or, you know, what's wrong? I feel good about myself. And so we're not used to those emotions. And it, it can be really disruptive if all of a sudden you've got these feelings coming up and everything else in your life is really sweet right now. Yeah, yeah. it's like you amazing. Know? You're it's like, amazing. why am I, I feel so thinking? good? And what do I do with this feeling of really good? Usually when I'm really happy, I go get a drink or I get a you know, piece of chocolate. Or you know, when I'm happy, when I'm sad, when I'm angry, I go and get something yeah. to change that mm-hmm. or to celebrate it. So mm-hmm. you take that away and the feelings are going to come up. Yeah. So what do you do with the feelings then? Um, how do you cope with them in a healthy way? Feel them. Feel them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most most feelings that we have, you know, with the exception of, of, of the kind of fear that says there's a train coming out of me, I'm scared, i got to get out of the way, or a little bit of anger that says i got to set a boundary here. Most of the feelings, we just let them pass. We just feel them. Mm-hmm. Grieve a little while. Pretty soon it's mm-hmm. over. Go back to the gym. Go back to the gym. <laughs> you know, do, hit the punching bag. Yeah. That's helpful. Um, mm-hmm. I got off track here. But, you know, learning to um, not see our, our feelings as something to be, have, to be gotten rid of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that most of our, this is very Buddhist too, most of our suffering comes from our reactions to our feelings, mm-hmm. not the feelings. And then I think yeah. it goes yeah. back to being compassionate to yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, yeah. it's okay that you're going through the motions. Mm-hmm. It's okay if you, you know, are feeling things it's that... It's just a feeling. It's just a feeling. It's just yeah. a feeling, yeah. yeah. And... It's often uncomfortable, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's the key. Is that that sort of the the uncomfortable? I've got to get away with this. Meet your feelings with curiosity. What yeah. is this? And compassion. It's okay. It's just you know, it's okay. It's a feeling. Mm-hmm. Remember how we used to kind of comfort babies when they have feelings. Shh, <laughs> you know, so we just. So I've seen, um, and I even know people who go to groups, group therapy, but um, similar to like um, AA, mm-hmm. Al- Alcoholic Anonymous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and But it's called Overeaters Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that type of group setting is beneficial, you know, instead of doing one-on-one or just dealing it on your own? Dealing with it on your own is not very effective yeah. because it leaves us in that same, you know, we're by ourselves isolated and I'm bad, I have to get away from it. So that combination of both, you know, individual therapy, whether it's, you know, spiritual, psychological, emotional, but somehow, you know, a, a addressing this dilemma of being a human being is helpful. And then in group and what group does, we can't do as effectively individually and that's move past the shame. You know, and and get that sense of oh yeah, you do that too. Hmm. Oh my God, you used to, you you think you don't look good all the time? I had no idea, really. I mean, you carry this too, and so we're getting that you, me too, which is the compassion and the connection, and it's also gets rid of the shame, which makes us eat again, et cetera, and so forth. So it it does that. It also the AA pro, AA programs make us accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, they uh, use a little bit of shame to keep us in line. If you, <laughs> if you drink, you have that drink, you got to report that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mostly groups, if they're run well and they're supportive, it gives us that me too, mm-hmm. and it gives us witnesses to our pain. You know, somebody else can see me, mm-hmm. and it, it gets rid of the shame, or at least yeah. reduces it a bit. Yeah. So, yeah, I think groups groups are a critical part of. Our growth. Yeah. I think um, a lot of people also don't correlate weight loss and uh, their physical bodies, that there's a connection. And we've talked about this, mm-hmm. the mind-body wholeness connection. Mm-hmm. Um, can you elaborate more on that in the sense of, you know, what would you prescribe for somebody to have, you know, a healthy mind-body connection 
would it be to do yoga? Would it be mm -hmm. to, what would you meditate. prescribe? <laughs> yeah, meditate. Yeah, yeah. meditation is really, really good, seriously. Um, well, that question, too, too, we have a mind-body connection. We are, we live in our bodies all the time, and all of our feelings are in our body, and we lose weight. It's going to affect the feelings, etc. cetera. Um, but I think just really recognizing that, that I'm not just a body, I'm not just a brain, uh, I'm not just an intellect, I'm not just an emotional wreck, I'm all of these things. And the holistic approach or integrative approach in therapy is addressing all of those. I'm going to eat well. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take care of my body. I'm going to sleep well. Um, if I have a lot of stress or a lot of trauma, I'm going to get body work, um, massage, body work. Um, I'm going to um, do some meditation, which quiets both the body, as you said, too, as, as well as the mind, spirit, yeah, the mind. Spirit. Mm -hmm. um, so addressing every part of our being mm -hmm. and not over addressing one Just part. Just one not, part. You know, I'm going to look really, you know, great physically, and I'm going to be dumber as shit because I don't read about <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Or I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to use my workout instead of having some mm. feelings. So it's got to be a balance. It's yeah. got to be a balance. It's because yeah. of you that I now get massages. Did you? Uh, yeah. yeah, you did yeah. that, didn't you? Yeah, because, yeah. yeah. you know, um, I tend to carry my stress in my shoulders. Mm -hmm. And um, you were explaining to me that, well, I told you, I don't like getting massages because they hurt. Yeah. And you told me like, yeah. that... Uh, I carry that I have to feel that um. that you carry we all do too I'm you can feel it now as a thing but we carry a certain amount of of stress no certain we carry stress in our body it's not a certain amount. we always carry stress in our body different people carry it differently um, I find people in the healthcare profession or fitness profession carry a lot in the shoulders because we're carrying a lot of of weight or your own you know trauma um, so yeah you have to do some body work you have to address the feelings in the body and, and not, I, not just by working out more. Yeah, I mm -hmm. think we saw, we saw what I liked with the, the Biggest Loser. We covered The Biggest Loser, um, was it a season ago? Mm -hmm. But they have such a strong mental component of dealing with the, the contestants in their mind and their yeah. past traumas and yeah. getting their mind correct in a situation in where a they line, do are connecting yeah. the mind mm -hmm. and the body. So mm -hmm. we, we, we see that importance today. I love that it's playing out um, even in pop culture on TV as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I said, this is, um, I think I'd mentioned that book to you, um, The Body Keeps the Score. Wonderful. Don't get that. Yeah, wonderful um, psychiatrist who, you know, ties together the mind-body healing very well. Mm -hmm. um, but in psychology, there's some excellent research uh, that we can extrapolate from in terms of, of losing weight to um, the ACEs studies. Mm -hmm. That's um, Adverse Childhood Experiences Study. Mm -hmm. It's a study put together, I think it's by Kaiser and UCLA, or a couple big, um, I'm blanking on who put it together. But anyway, it's Adverse Childhood Experiences Study, and what it um, showed was that the more adverse childhood experiences an adult had, you know, loss, loss of a parent, abuse, alcoholic parent, uh, physical sexual abuse, moving, um, societal world trauma, the more adverse experiences they had as a child, uncorrected, unrepaired, the higher the correlation they would have health issues later as an adult heart issues, cancers, um, asthma, emphysema, that it would come out in body trauma. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of good science and research behind where that happens. I mm -hmm. won't get into that now, mm -hmm. why that happens. Um, but you can see it. I see it clinically all the time. Somebody comes in and, you know, that depression takes over their body or that and, and leads to weight gain, leads to ill health, disease. Yeah. On a physical and emotional disease, yeah. you're on not a at physical, ease. A yeah. physical and emotional be, um, basis. I'm getting tired. Physical yeah. and emotionally at the same time, and intellectually. I mean, tonight I'm very tired, so my my brain's not as quick. But 
it's that it's that balance. So it throws us off. Do you ever see? Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen clients unexpectedly get better physically because they were getting better mentally? All the time, yeah. all the time. You know, and, and I can tell people when they've really worked through some stuff or, or dealt with whatever issues and processes and current losses are in their life, mm-hmm. they come in. I can tell when they've turned that corner because they literally look brighter. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you got this. You look good today. Yeah, you look good today. And we've heard that too. If you're happy inside, all of a sudden <clears> we look, shows. you know, wonderful and happy. And yeah. so, of course, it shows, and it, it changes the body. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, so that's that's my so interesting. That. Yeah. And um, I know previous shows we've even I, rem- I specifically remember this one topic that we we talked about how um, women who've had heart attacks mm-hmm. who are in an unhealthy marriage or relationship have I think it's like a forty percent uh, greater chance or fifty percent greater chance of um, going through another heart attack. I would guess that's probably accurate. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen the, the, I'm being a scientist now, I haven't seen the, the literature on that, the research, but clinically I've seen that, and you see to that, that saying, we have die of a broken heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I've seen that. that. My grandma's dog literally died not long after yeah. she passed away, mm-hmm. and she just looked broken. Mm-hmm. You know, her best friend was gone, and yeah. you see that even with couples. Yeah. Yeah. One will die, then the other will mm-hmm. die. It's just... So if one's still alive and making you miserable. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's a good point. But you hear people married 50 years and this nagging wife finally died and the husband dies six months later. Yeah. Um, because regardless of that relationship, there's that attachment. There's the yeah. familiarity. So you lose, you know, that partner. You do die of a broken heart. It's crazy. Or you said with somebody with, you know, cancer, a spouse has cancer or... Got to, the children have it. it. It impacts the whole family physically. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. You know, and the I de- agree. Depression's in the yeah. body. It's not necessarily in the brain. I mean, the brain chemistry, it, you know, it triggers and affects it. But we're depressed in our body. Yeah. Well, elaborate on that. I've never heard that before. Depression is in the body. Well, the same as any other feeling. That you know, we get depressed not just emotionally, not just the blues, but our whole motivation, our whole sense of of get up and go and do things yeah. is gone. And what do you want to do when you're really depressed? Sleep. sleep. Yeah, Eat it's sleep. It's what I do yeah, when, I, when I get sad. I try this. I, I will go yeah. smile for thirty seconds because they say if you smile for thirty seconds, it, works. it releases certain chemicals in the brain that will just make you happier, anyways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll look in a mirror, try to smile for thirty seconds, and usually it works. You know? Absolutely, I have to so, try yeah. that. Yeah, thirty it, seconds. It does work. Yeah, and you feel work. kind of silly because like you're actually upset and like sad. Yeah, but so, so even that smiling, even that process and realization makes you a little bit happier. Yeah, yeah. you can laugh at yourself. Yeah, you laugh at yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very true. But with so you asked me a question about the depression I in forgot. the body. Yeah, yeah. Oh, de- depression yeah. in the body, not just the mind. I completely forgot what I was going to say. I got, I got all caught. But you yeah, said right. happy. It, it's yeah. you physically. You you don't want to take be on the active. symptoms you of depression. Take on the symptoms of depression. You want to eat. You want to sleep. Yeah, you it revert yeah. back to That's not just smiling. Thing to like, yeah. It helps. Yeah. yeah, I mean, with, with certainly there's you know when there's a clini- clinical depression, there's a chemical imbalance in the in the brain, whether it's genetic or chronic depression. Um, that we can't smile away. Yeah. So if you see somebody truly depressed or, or deeply depressed, you go, hey, smile, dude. What, you know, that's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that can be really insulting. But w- with that depression, when it overtakes the whole body, it overtakes the mind, then it's really hard to get up and do the things that you need to do to feel better. Mm-hmm. So that depression says, I'm too tired to go take care of myself. I'm too tired to go to the gym. Tired. Um, I'm too depressed to, to eat right. I'm mm-hmm. too depressed to you know cook myself food. So it, it inhibits... Um, 
our activity level and our ability to take care of mm -hmm. ourselves, which adds to the depression. So you get yeah. caught in that depressive yeah. cycle. Are there, any, okay. well, are there any sort of natural ways at home that you could do to alleviate that? Or is like, do you, do you have to like use drugs or, you know, what, what's any alternative or that you could try first, I would say? Call a friend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, seriously, I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's, call a friend. You know, that mm. kind of going back to compassion and connection mm. is to be able to make a connection. It's, you know, we can be mm. so far down the idea of mm. calling anybody or, or doing anything is just out of the question. So if we can, you know, begin to reach out, we're not alone with it. Uh, but if we're past that level and we're just like on that kind of edge of depression, but we can get up and we can do something, then, yeah, go to the gym if you mm -hmm. can. Uh, take a walk. Get outside. Sunshine, walking, moving your body, getting it going a little bit, feeding it a little bit better, mm -hmm. not putting it on a diet, but feeding it better. Food, yeah. you know, in a healthy sense. Uh, it yeah. really, yeah. really affects your totally. mood and how you feel. Yeah, totally. So I said, is that, I'm going all over the place because that's what my brain does at night, but mm -hmm. not getting into that sense of diet, we should go on a diet and get better, mm -hmm. you know, it just makes us feel more like a failure, but if you think about, let's feed my body a little bit better, mm -hmm. I need some protein, I need some greens, I need mm -hmm. some juice, I need some, yeah. you know, better vitamins, let me get myself outside, not so that I, you know, can look really buff, but so I can move and yeah. get the pain out of my joints, get the pain out of my head, so mm -hmm. getting into some kind of movement mm -hmm. to counter depression is critical. Yeah. yeah. I see yeah. so many clients, too, uh, you know, who, let's say, have lost a job. Mm -hmm. And will start training with me, mm -hmm. and you know it's it's a when you get fired or lose a job, it does have an emotional impact on you. And you know I'll see them; they'll come in, and they'll tell me symptoms. I feel tired all the time. I don't even want to wake up, and I automatically correlate that with some form of depression. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a I'm not a <laughs> psychologist. No, or no but that, that, that but is absolutely true. Though. That's accurate. We can see depression. Yeah. We know when something's but then the smartest you know, way to go about it, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they'll train with me for three months. Oh my goodness, I have so much energy. They'll come yeah. in the gym yeah. excited. You know, it's it's like they got their self esteem back. They mm -hmm. feel good. And, and They're applying for jobs. And Hormonal changes when you yeah. lose a lot yeah. of weight that changes your actual hormones in the body. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, just, and you've you've activated the dopamine, the serotonin, all yeah. the things yeah. in the brain that that make us happy. And at the gym, you think about this too, or working with a trainer, which I still do because I love that. Is that we're making a connection. You know, we're not yeah. doing it alone. Yeah, a lot of my friends yeah. who are trainers say I'm also a therapist. Oh <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I that's how we met is at yeah. the gym. Yeah, yeah, I go to the gym and I go, so <laughs> I had this day. So like, you know, it's, it's healthy. Yeah. And you, you know, I think for me too, um, I think my approach as a trainer is a little bit different. And I think I am so compassionate with my clients. I feel like I relate to them so much when they're like you know, I just, I had a bad day when I'm looking at their food journal and I had this, and I'm like, you know what? I had a bad day too yesterday too, but <laughs> yeah. I woke my butt up and I worked out yeah, and absolutely. you got to do the same. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's, it's interesting to... Um, so you have the empathy, but no sympathy. You, you yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're still going to give me yeah, 10 more. Sure. Let's go. Yeah, that's, that's, that's loving discipline, but yeah. you still got to get up and do it. And, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about body shaming. Um, okay, that's a good one. Yeah, I feel like we or a lot of people don't um, address this as much. And, you know, um, for those who don't work out or do work out, um, everybody, not everybody, I try not to, but, you know, everybody I think can look in the mirror and say, I wish this was different. This was, a, mm -hmm. you know, looked a certain way. I personally try to look in the mirror and 
you know, not look at the flaws and try to love myself. But I see so many people who will body shame their own selves, yeah, good not on just you. other I can't do people. That. Yeah, I body shame myself all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So let's, let's chat about how body shaming affects you mentally. We look at our culture. We, we, I'm going to come back to the reason for that body shame. We look at our culture, not just, well, most of the Western culture. We look at this is the way a woman or a man is supposed to look. And if you don't, there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's so easy to just go with the physical and, and keep on shame and shame and shame. Mm-hmm. You know, that's partly a cultural thing. But, you know, the other part for that, too, is I think you were sharing a story of somebody you knew who, you know, grows up in a home where they've got one of the parents going, do you really want to eat that extra piece of cake there? You know, you don't want her to grow fat, do you? Yeah. You know, I, oh, my God, you're awfully skinny. You should put some <laughs> weight on. Where, where, you know, parents or, you know, friends or whatever will start commenting on a body and they create the shame right there mm-hmm. and it even when you get to a 10 as an adult you're still carrying that shame mm-hmm. in there yeah. you know, but no we shame people all the time yeah the reason why I became a trainer one of them was because I have many reasons why but I uh, lived in Dubai for a while when mm-hmm. I came back I was overweight and I was at a wedding and one of my friends looked over and said wow you were eating good in Dubai Oh. Hey, you know what that means. You said, I was on that shame, shame, shame the next shame, day, shame, shame. but I wow. brought her with me and yeah, actually got good. her to lose uh, weight. I lost uh, weight and it opened uh, up a whole new world for me. You know, but. that that was more of a wake-up and shaming question. Like, yeah. well, I don't know, you're not looking so good. <laughs> you know, when it, when it gets to you, you said when, when somebody is in really good shape, but they can never get perfect enough. Yeah, and you we know, I that. look in the mirror and I go, "Yeah, but you just you know yeah. you could do this yeah. better." Then we're just caught in this need for perfection that never we never reach it. Yeah, we yeah. never reach it, and we see that mm-hmm. so much with competitors, bodybuilders. Yeah. I, you know, I, yeah. I, I do. I, I say take a picture of yourself. That's why I like taking pictures of myself because mm-hmm. usually the picture gives me a better perspective. When I'm in the mirror looking at myself. All kinds of thoughts. I look at a picture and go, oh, that oh, was yeah. me? Shaka, oh, all your I'm, pictures look yeah. no, but, awesome. But I, I was going to say, he looks awesome. Yeah. I, I think a lot of us, when we look at what we actually look like in a picture, especially all of us that have this sort of body dysmorphia yeah. to a yeah. degree, we would go, oh, that makes sense. So I, I think taking a picture can be a very effective way if yeah. you're suffering from that. Yeah. Um, I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that does help. To see yourself sh- realistically rather yeah. than the way you see yourself. Or it can work at the opposite. Like you see, you look at the picture and go, oh my God, where's my trainer? <laughs> <laughs> it might be the, and that might yeah. be the wake up call. You know, a motivator. So. But, yeah, I, I think, I think you can just take, come back to this. We're, we're mixing a couple of things up is that, you know, we can kind of look at something and, and want to look better or look at something and go, boy, I've really let myself go. Yeah. This is, this is not how I want to be. That's not necessarily shame, and that can also be motivation. Yeah. You know, but when we get into that place of you know, there's not just something wrong with the way I'm eating, but there's something wrong with me because I'm not eating right. There's something wrong with me because I can't get perfect. Mm-hmm. And when I get perfect, I'll be lovable and everything will be great. That's that's a whole different thing. That's not motivating. That means no matter where I set the bar, I'm not going to meet it, and it's not going to be good enough. Yeah. yeah, and that's why it's so important to be happy yeah. with yourself. Yeah. yeah. Start off that way, regardless of what you look like. Yeah, and that's one thing I always practice to my clients. Um, if I hear them making comments, mm-hmm. oh, I hate the way I look. Oh, I if they do a lot of you know bad self talk, mm-hmm. I'll tell them if you don't love the way you look now, you're not going to love yourself that's, when you get there. Yeah. So true. So if you start loving yourself now, you're going to love yourself maybe even more or the same when you get there. But even, again, when I was on the show and I gained weight, I would literally look in the mirror at my fattest and I would dress up 
put on a sports bra and try yeah. to look sexy. Be the sexy fat yeah. Yeah. you Yeah, and I was, yeah. and that's, people were like, well, how are you so happy and you're, back you're to fat? The, you're back to the self-compassion thing. Yeah. 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 You're back to saying, okay, this is as good as I can be today. It's not yeah. where I want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not there yet, but I'm not bad where I am But right today now. this is good. Yeah. And I, I this look is at good. actors, too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I see some actors who are overweight or they aesthetically, you know, are not the typical Hollywood image. They have a big nose or mm-hmm. they're, you know, just it, they don't really fit in. And I see those people who are constantly getting roles, and I'll look at them when they do interviews, and they have so much confidence. And I I have some friends who are in the industry who stick out like a sore thumb, but their confidence and the love that they have for themselves, Mm -hmm. that's what sets them apart. That's what makes them stand out in such a competitive industry because I've even seen the reverse where I've trained clients who look like Barbie dolls and you know they're not getting a lot of modeling or acting work and I see the way they talk to themselves yeah. it's not loving no. it's not caring they don't have a lot of self-confidence so it's just interesting how again back to the how you look at yourself and treat yourself mm-hmm. has a big impact on huge impact yeah yeah and I said I like that you know that acceptance of just feeling happy with who you are mm-hmm. is huge I said we can't all look like you, you know, or you, I mean, you know, and we get old, we get old, we go, oh, what the hell happened? Um, but we can still appreciate where we're at. Yeah. You know, if we, we're all in that kind of healthy range of, you know, okay, I'm, I'm feeding myself well, I'm exercising well, I'm healthy, I'm not a model. Yeah. You know, and, but this is, for me, the best I can be. I can be the best person I can be. Mm. You know, and some people never attain that, no matter where, the, what their body looks like or what starring roles they get. They never get to that place of, I'm a good enough me right mm-hmm. now. You never get to that place. Yeah. So I think you're right. The actors that have said, I'm, I'm a really good character actor. I'm really good with where I'm at right now. Or mm-hmm. I'm a really good, you know, bad guy player. I'm a really good, mm-hmm. you know, whatever role I play. I'm, I'm the best I can be for who I am. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. yeah. You know? I feel better already after this conversation right? myself. <laughs> because we're, <laughs> we're going to have you on more often. Yeah. yeah. Well, we started with a happy thing. Yeah. You, know, you started with that, that happy song. So trying to attune. Like, you know, let's yeah. all get happy. And if I can't have fun with the work I'm doing, most of the time really enjoy it in, in spite of some of the, the difficult things I encounter, yeah. um, you know, we're missing out on that emotion too. Yeah. So we, we raise gotta, the vibration. We <laughs> got, yeah, let's be happy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can't have fun and um, why do this? Yeah. Well, I really mm-hmm. wanted to thank you for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thank this you so much. Amazing. This wasn't as bad as no, that. No, you did amazing. Right? Like, like, there's okay. yeah. One more quick question. Sure. Um, for those out there, um, when would you say is a good time to go to therapy? Let's say somebody who is obese, um, who maybe shames their own bodies, who is working out. Trying. How do you know, okay, I, I need more than just the gym, more than a trainer. I need to see somebody to help address some of the things that I'm going through. I'm not. That's a really good question. Um, how long do I have to answer that? Uh, <laughs> you know... I don't know. You know, when when somebody's really, really depressed or down, we're not going to go seek help. We're, yeah. we're going to isolate. If somebody is feeling really good and working out, like, oh, my God, I like this, we're not going to go get therapy. Yeah. You know, when we're on either extremes. But I think just recognizing what's in the way of, of my being, a, you know, a better person or the best, I, the best me I yeah. can be. Okay, I got my body in shape, but... Kind of still going home and, and you know kicking my dog, yeah. or I'm still not where I want to be yeah. career-wise. When we're still not attaining the goals that we want, mm-hmm. 
and we don't know what the obstacles are, then that's the best time to take a look of like, maybe there's another part of my mind body I need to address. Maybe I do need to take that medication mm -hmm. class or get a massage or go talk to somebody and see what's, you know, what's coming up for me. Yeah. Yes. So it's just, it's being aware on, you know, the intellectual, spiritual, mm -hmm. emotional level yeah. that we're all in balance. So. Would you say everybody needs to go to therapy? No. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't think you were going to say that. But everybody needs, this is where therapists came about, everybody needs someone or ones where they can go and say, can I just tell you about me right now? Can I just talk I about, so agree. I still need a buddy. So it's, you know, I need somebody to say, I need to just make this all about me right now. So back in the day when we had um, elders and witch doctors mm -hmm. and respected, you know, tribe people and elders and we could turn to them we didn't need therapists so oh. I think in our culture we've taken the place yeah. of that in a way Makes sense. you know but we're the priests the witch doctors the you know the wise elders those things so we've I think we filled that gap a bit yeah Makes so, sense. so if we have that in our life we really have somebody that can really see us and go you had a really hard day didn't you yeah. what can I do for you you want to talk about it mm -hmm. you know can can you want to just cry or you know we don't need therapy then. Yeah. But so. for you, for you out there who may need therapy, may need therapy. somebody to talk to, um, definitely give uh, Sharon, Dr. Burnett, a call. Um, she's over at the West Valley Counseling Center. She has a great staff. I've got a staff of of twenty wonderful therapists who um, all make me laugh <laughs> and bring a lot of joy into my life, and um, they're good therapists. So. Yeah, thank you for the plug for the yeah, center. Thank you. All and right. then if you yeah. guys... This um, not too bad. No, you did yeah. amazing. Okay, awesome. all right. If you want to follow her center online, you can go to Facebook and just type in West Valley Counseling Center. And then you can find both Shaka and I, same place, same time, um, right here every Wednesday on Fit Club. Or you can find me online at fitwithfallon.com or at fitwithfallon on social media. And you can find me thank at you. Shaka Strong on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. All right. Thank you, Sharon. All right. That was thank fun. You. We'll all see right. you guys see you next guys time. Thank you. Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christian, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram it. At King XO Bay. Thanks for tuning in. Okay. Hollywood. 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 Redefined. <laughs> the views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.